0: Welcome to day two of the story that changes everything. The reading for today is Genesis chapters 4 through 6, and we're adding Psalm 1. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Genesis 4 recounts the story of the second generation of humankind through the story of Cain and his brother Abel. Cain's story has some important echoes from his parents' story in the Garden of Eden. Like his parents, Cain is warned not to fall into temptation, and like his parents, he violates those boundaries. He, too, is confronted by God, and he, too, fails to take responsibility, and he, too, faces a life of exile. Many scholars see in the story of Abel's offering, the firstborn of his flocks, that that gift seems to be more intentional and careful, maybe, than Cain's offering of the fruit of the ground. Others have speculated that this story may be about God's preference for the wandering life of trust that is embodied by shepherds like Abel over the land-possessing life of the farmer. That perspective may make sense of the field as the location of Abel's murder, and in God's statement that Abel's blood cries out from the ground. Perhaps in all of that are hints about how heartbroken God is at the many wars and the millions of people who have died and are still dying in disputes over the land and the possession of it. As you read, notice that Cain's question about being his brother's keeper Old Testament scholar Von Rod translates it this way Am I the shepherd's shepherd? Notice how it just simply hangs there in the text unanswered, as though the question is not just for Cain, but it's also for us as well. And notice that God's judgment upon Cain is just, but it's also infused with grace and mercy. The American novelist John Steinbeck made the phrase East of Eden famous. He, of course, took that title from Genesis. Adam and Eve moved east of Eden earlier in the story, but now Cain moves there as well. In the scripture, to move east of a place is to turn one's back on it. It's as though the story that started with sin and shame now has moved all the way to violence. Cain has turned his back on God's purposes, and humanity just keeps moving further east of Eden, further away from God's peace and purposes. The text for today gives us Cain's genealogy. The seventh generation, usually a number meaning completion, is Lamech, who collects wives and sings a song of violent retribution. If Cain was avenged seven times, Lamech will create a 77 times act of violence. Don't mess with Lamech. Cain's lineage is left off after Lamech, just kind of disappears. Perhaps this is a commentary on where revenge and retribution lead us. Nowhere. By the way, you might want to put a pin in this passage and pick it back up, in Matthew 18.22. In that text, the disciples asked Jesus how many times they have to forgive their brother or sister. Jesus' answer, 70 times 7, may just reverse the curse of Lamech we see here in Genesis. Interestingly, these chapters not only give us the genealogy of Cain and the messy seventh generation of Lamech, but it also gives us the genealogy of his new little brother, Seth. The seventh generation of Seth's lineage is Enoch, who walked so closely with God that He just disappeared into God's presence. Cain's lineage ends in emptiness, but Seth's lineage ends in a kind of hope. From Seth and Enoch's line comes Noah. The sixth chapter of Genesis opens with a strange story with Hebrew words that are very difficult, even for the best Old Testament scholars to translate. This odd story is probably not about weird non-human beings connecting with humans, but It's really about powerful and greedy men of the day taking and misusing women and creating this whole culture of rape and violence. I would encourage you to circle the number of times violence is mentioned in the setup to the Noah story. The earth is so broken that rather than being angry, God is devastated and heartbroken. There will be much more to say about the Noah story tomorrow in chapters 7 and 8, but for now, notice how in places like chapter 6 verse 7, the destruction reverses the order that creatures were made in Genesis chapter 1. The destruction begins with humanity, then domestic animals, and wild animals, and then birds. So much of the Noah story imagines the way that human sin and violence reverses God's order of creation. Sin undoes God's good creation and reawakens the chaos, the, the tohu and bohu, the waters of chaos back into the world. There's too much to talk about in these great chapters, but as the psalm for today, Psalm 1 reminds us, the wicked have no roots and their lives are easily washed away, but those who trust deeply in the purposes of God are like a tree, stable, not only secure, but bearing fruit in the seasons of life. Enjoy today's reading. Read carefully. Read looking for things you've never seen before. Listen to what the Spirit might be saying to you through the text today journal some of your reflections, questions, and prayers, and then go out and live a life rooted in God's love. I'll see you tomorrow as we read together Genesis 7.